Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another episode of Check the Net, an Impact 89 FM college basketball podcast. I am your host, Josh Guprod, and I am joined today by my co-hosts, Colin Pearson and Kylie Tabler. We also have Derek Mitchell joining us today. Derek is new to this podcast. He's also been helping out a little bit with the NBA podcast here at Impact. Derek, good to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here on my first actual public podcast. So I'm really excited to be with you guys and just talk about sports. It's awesome. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, That'll good to fun. have you, man. It's a good episode to jump on. We have a very fun episode today. We are going to talk a little bit about some headlines on the women's side and the men's side, but then we have a very fun game we're going to play where we go through a list of schools and everybody has to tell me if that school is real or fake. We're going to play a <laughs> can you go there game today because we talk a lot of basketball. We go all across D1. So we're going to see how, how well everybody actually knows these schools. And, and knows the corners of the D1 universe. We're going to have some fun with that. And then we're going to finish off with full court press like we do every week. So let's get into it. We're going to start on the women's side. The story, the one story that I really wanted to look at was the Cavender sisters leaving Miami, potentially leaving basketball altogether, flirting with the WWE, but also just like, just, just flirting with everything outside of basketball. So, you know, what are everyone's thoughts on both them leaving, them leaving together you know, making this a joint decision and kind of some of what they've been floating out with where they might be looking elsewhere. I mean, I think them leaving together for sure is going to get them some clout if they end up going to the WWE. Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone's going <laughs> to love to see, oh, sisters working together. And then WWE is really fun to watch, I feel mm -hmm. like. So that'll be interesting. I mean, when you have that NIL money, I mean, you can do anything you want with that. So it's kind of sad to see they're stepping away from basketball just because they've been kind of upfront, especially this year on the women's side. So we'll see what you know, we'll see what they're going to do. Yeah, their uh, their performance in March Madness this year kind of gave them a lot of big headlines, especially as basketball players, not just as, you know, social media influencers. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of, if they step away from basketball, where exactly they try to focus on. It was nice to see them in March Madness, but if they move away to WWE, it'll be nice to see them. And I want to know how much money they're making from it. To see if they're actually getting swayed it's, a little it's bit. It's got to be a lot know. of money, right? Like, because that's the WWE's thing. Like, they just throw money bags at people mm -hmm. and then people go do stuff for them. Yeah. Exactly. It's that's... like an acting gig, honestly. Well, we were talking pre-show, like, Mac Pat McAfee just had the big thing with WWE, and mm -hmm. that was the whole yep. thing where it was just, it's just they threw a bunch of money at him. He Well, he want, he really wanted to do it, too. He's a big <laughs> WWE fan. But I don't know. I don't know enough about the Commander Sisters to know if they're huge WWE fans, but this seems much more like a money move. Absolutely. I also wanted to ask, though, do you guys think, like, would you guys be bothered by this if you're Miami? Because they basically jumped in for one year, are already leaving after that one year. They did surprise people with how well that year went. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like if you're Miami, you kind of feel a little used here. Yeah, I mean, seeing that they'd go and not maybe transfer again and try to go play somewhere else or maybe go try to go to the WNBA, I think maybe they'd be fine with it then. But seeing them kind of go outside of like that realm and do like more of like maybe the social media presence because I know a lot, influencers get paid a lot and then the WWE I think is just absurd so I mean <laughs> I'd be probably a little bit upset if I was Miami but I don't really know. Yeah I mean I talked last week on the transfer portal episode I was talking about how much it bugs me when people try to transfer somewhere for their last year and like the Kvinder sisters they were not transferring for their last year but at this point, it sure looks like they were, and they, it it really bugs me that they're kind of screwing over Miami like that, because Miami, let's be honest, was kind of relying on having them for next year. They couldn't go out and recruit other players because they had two on their roster. That's kind of a, it's bad timing for Miami that they're giving them, and it's kind of just a weird, weird situation that it puts Miami in. And Colin, I think you made a great point there talking about how the timing of it because you know we had our, tra our, our tra and we're going to look at the transfer portal again next week just because so much is going on but we had our first transfer portal episode last week and there was already a ton of stuff and a ton of players that had decided their new landing spots that Miami could have gotten in on or tried to get in on if this was announced sooner and I think that's where I land on this because I, you know, last week when we were talking, I'm a big fan of the portal. I think most people should move whenever they want like I don't really care. But then I look at something like this, and they were at another school for so long, made the jump, talked a lot about doing it for NIL purposes. And then this comes around. It clearly seems like the NIL and the money stuff has been like the agenda for these sisters, which is fine. Like, I have no problem with that. Yeah, exactly. You know, chase mm -hmm. your bag. 
But like, if you know that's what you're doing, tell Miami sooner. And I, so that's what I yeah. think that's a great point you made, yes. and and that's where I land on it because you know, like you're saying, Colin, I don't I don't have a problem with them leaving. I have a problem with them leaving. You know, a couple weeks into all of this, all of the portal stuff already shaking out because Miami could have gotten you know, suitable replacements. And they still might, you know, there's a lot of names still out there, but I, I think the timing is was what led me to thinking Miami might feel screwed in the first place. Yeah. And so, you know, the last thing, does this have a bigger impact? I mean, are we going to see this a lot more with, you know, female athletes leaving to chase? Because the money isn't there yet. And we talked last week about how the money's coming in quicker, mm-hmm. but on the men's side, there's so much money that like a lot of these guys are kind of able to be a little bit more patient. And that's not, you know, a product of anything other than the money being there already. In this, you know, pursuit of that money, are we going to see female athletes start saying like, you know what? No, like I don't want to just play the sport for the school. I'm going to go do social media stuff and do the WWE because the WWE to me just feels like if social media was a sport. Absolutely. Like, that's, like, that's like I don't it. mean that uh-huh. to like offend anybody or like rain on anybody who loves the WWE, but just it, it just it, to me it feels like that. Like if social media was, it's like it's all chaos and and bells and whistles, and it's supposed to be entertaining. You're supposed mm-hmm. to laugh. You're supposed to have all this crazy shit going on, and like I just it's it's a product. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. It's not a sport. And there's sports. There's elements of sport to it. But like if that's what they want to do, it like because you can make good money in the WNBA, but not anything like no, WWE. No, not at all. And honestly, you could make probably more money just from NIL. Yeah, than, depending. Which is why you see them maybe walking away from basketball, especially the you know the sister that led Miami in scoring, where like, she probably has a real future in the WNBA, but mm-hmm. doesn't even want to entertain it because mm-hmm. the money's not there. So, yeah, do you guys think that we're going to start seeing this, especially on the, the women's side with a lot of these athletes jumping to these outside avenues for money i definitely think so especially because they never know when the money is going to shift so you never know if it's there you never know when it's going to go away you never know when that's going to kind of slip through it's and it's very big on ambition and i'd like i like to see ambition from people so i definitely can see it happening more and more often as the money continues to grow because you never know when that drop off is going to happen i think I really agree with you, but I really think that if, like, WWE's throwing them a really large check, I feel like, how can you say no to that if you're, like, going mm-hmm. into the pros for women's basketball and they're not giving you a lot of money and you're making NIL money already and you can just keep going with social media and the NILs and you can get paid from WWE? I think that's, like, to me, I'm saying yes like any day of the year if I was in their position. So I love basketball and I love to keep playing basketball at a high level, but if I can get that amount of money, that, like, checks in my mind, I'll actually go that way. Yeah. I do think... Um, on the other hand, though, some of that love for the game will really impact people staying in and for sure. going for the mm-hmm. WNBA. I, I get it. The money is going to make a huge impact. But also, especially as we see women's basketball kind of explode in this past few months, and it's I think it's going to keep exploding. I really do think people will stick around for WNBA rather than WWE or any other opportunities mm-hmm. um, because I think the money is about to be there. And I think enough players have that love for the game that they'll stick around for it. Something else that just came to my mind. One more question I want to ask about this. Because (laughs) we're talking about the NIL and the WWE and all that. And I don't specifically know how this would shake out. But I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen it yet. Why Why wouldn't the WWE just try to start getting in on NIL? That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, because we're already talking about how, like I said, how it's basically like social media if, if it was a sport. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there, I feel like there would be a way for the WWE to, be, WWE to be like, hey, we're not a professional sports league, guys. And then start dipping. Yeah, You see what I'm saying, though, yes. with, with yeah. the NIL? What do you guys think of that possibly? I mean, would that, that seems like it would just blow the doors off everything. Probably, because a lot of the – you have to be, I'd say, fairly athletic to be in the WWE. Mm-hmm. For sure. So they're going to be pulling from athletes from a wide range of sports. Mm-hmm. So I think that would probably, if they offer enough money, I think that would hurt recruitment in sports in general. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I completely agree with Kylie on that. I'm still trying to process. I was just kind of thinking of – well, I was but... thinking of it as you guys were kind of talking through that last bit there, and I was like – Wait, wait, wait. It's so stupid for the WWE to not just try to go directly to the source on this. You see, but yeah. then they have to claim that they're not a professional sport, that they're more of a show. Well, I, they already I would, have. I would see that's what I think. I would I don't think they would have a problem with that. Because they they're like and I don't mean this in like a gross way, but like I see the WWE as pretty shameless. 
Like yeah. not not okay. in a gross way, like not in like a scandals way, but just in mm-hmm. like a they will do anything that like their product is not so sacred that they won't do something to make money. They will always bend their own rules for a bigger check. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. To me, to me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that makes perfect that sense. That makes 100% yeah, sense. No. Since I completely agree with that. I mean, that's, when it came yeah. out as like acting, everyone was shocked. But now that that's out there and I feel like that's universally like known. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at the same time, they wouldn't really have to, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have a problem coming out and saying like, oh, we're not like professional or like anything like that. Like we're not like professional sports. Like we're like, you know, this whole other thing. Because they're in their own category to me. I think they're in their whole yeah. like other category. 100% kind of in the middle of like not college and not NAL, profession, not professional as well. It's just kind of in the middle. So they'll do different things to try to make more money. I feel like they just do that anyway. So For sure. Well, and like Kylie was saying too, you know, pulling from all the different kinds of athletes, they've already done that forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they pulled Rousey from UFC. Yeah. They're yep. the two 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 of the bigger WWE stars from the early days were The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which mm-hmm. were both Division 1 football players. The Rock actually won a title at Miami, like mm-hmm. so they've already been doing that. I just think that's kind of what led me to it too where I was like, wow, why don't they just start trying to pay these kids while they're still athletes? Right. But now we also have on the men's side as we get into recruiting and NIL and all of this pressure and things like that. A little bit different of a story. And that's kind of why I'm introducing it like this, because we're going to talk about the Mikey Williams situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to call it a situation just because the details are all still coming out. And that's how these things go. But for those who don't know, or may have missed it, Mikey Williams uh, signed signed on with Memphis uh, as a recruit. One of the top recruits in the nation was arrested last week on multiple felony gun charges. And while I do want to talk about Williams specifically in this situation, I think the question I want to lead with, because this isn't the first time, even recently, we've seen this happen with high-profile men's prospects. Mm -hmm. I mean, is is there something here where, like, this is just way too much pressure and expectations to put on somebody of this age? Yeah, I mean, they're kids. Like, when you think about it, like, I think I'm still a kid, and I'm not in in high school anymore. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like a child. So, like, I feel like... You know, that's it is a lot. It's a lot of pressure and it's they haven't even reached that big stage yet. Like they're they're not there yet. They're not being watched by whoever's at the university. They're still like trying to find their way. So I think it's it's a lot. And especially with the NIL deals, that brings a whole nother like world of pressure for these kids. Like they have to keep a good image for that and they have to keep a good image for a lot of other things. But I mean at the end of the day, it's he he's a high schooler. So it's just kinda like you you never know. I completely agree with you. He's just a high schooler mm-hmm. and like being in high school when I was in high school, I really didn't know much about money and like if I got <laughs> an idea in my face, I'd be so confused. Like what am I going to do with all of this? So I feel like he has to be forced to grow up so much earlier than like we would have to mm-hmm. by just going to college because he has to like, he has all this money and like his parents are trying to get in all the money as well. It's just kind of a different thing. So as being as a kid and being like kind of young minded, I feel like that's just not, He's yeah. too young, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and I, I do want to hit on that, too, because I, I want to just ask, because you guys have both mentioned that he is a kid, and I agree, like he's very young, and it's very hard to hold this against him, but I mean, we are talking about multiple felony gun charges. I mean, that yeah. is kind of a situation <laughs> that mm-hmm. you can't really look at with, like, a kid lens anymore. Like, I mean, yeah, like, he's exactly. not going to be tried as a minor in the, You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, like, like the court's going to see him as an adult. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? And, like, Memphis is going to treat him like an adult oh, because yeah. of this. Like... I'm not, I don't think anything's happened there yet, but like, mm-hmm. that's just because the, you know, nothing's happened with this case. Like mm-hmm. I, I would be shocked if Memphis pulled any sort of scholar, you know, took any sort of action until this got yeah. further along in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah. But I still think that I agree with both of you about, yeah, he's a kid, but this is a little bit larger than a normal kid mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're recording this earlier in the week, I'd like to mention. So if there's something else that comes out before this episode comes out, you know, we don't know about it. Yeah, but. that's true. That's very true. This mm-hmm. is Tuesday night. That's a good yep. point. I, sh- I should have led with that. This is Tuesday <laughs> night. This will go out on Friday. Yeah. So, so obviously, as Colin said, if anything comes out, we are not aware yet, which is why, again, I called it a situation. Yes. Exactly. So the other thing is, though, he's got $3.3 million in NIL deals right now wow. before entering college. He yeah, he's not already yeah. entered college. We don't know how he'll play in college if he plays in college at this rate. But three point three million dollars, Puma, Cash App, a bunch of other brands, like all over the place. 
with the money side of things, and that was all end of last year. So I just want to know what has happened in that past like four months where it led him to arrest. I mean, you never know. It's one of those things where you just never know anyone's situation. So mm-hmm. I just I feel like I can't put a saying like, "Oh, this is why it happened," because we just don't we just don't know. Exactly. I feel like it's around. I feel like it's who you're hanging around. Like the kids you're hanging around might be doing that type of stuff. Like Mikey did say in an interview, he grew up in like not that great of an area, not that great of like an environment. So he could be still with those childhood friends that he was still growing up with. So he could be still getting into those things in a way with gun charges and like that. Like Amani Bates was kind of in the same way. Yeah, that's who I was when I was talking about earlier. When I was alluding to, we've seen this before. That's exactly who I was thinking mm-hmm. of having to go to Central. So. Exactly. So or I, Eastern. Yeah, he Eastern. Yeah, yeah, Having to go to Eastern. So. He lost all his scholarships to Michigan and places like that. So I think that's kind of the same thing. He might lose a scholarship. We don't know yet because this is recorded early and new information will come on as the time goes on. But I think that we could see a lot of lost scholarships and things like that from mm-hmm. Mikey as well. I think the tough thing for me is I, I, I totally agree that he's a kid and this is a really just this is an awful situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not we're not talking about this to like poke fun at it or like be like oh what a screw up for Mikey Williams like this is to me this is very sad yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and the thing that I think of is like I look at like who in his camp wasn't telling him that he's different because I totally agree with you Derek they're like you're you're at his age like you don't cut those friends off just yet like Mm -hmm. you're still but it's like somebody has to get in his ear and be like dude you're not your friends like your friends do not have $3.3 million in NIL on the line. Mm-hmm. Your friends don't have that at all. And yeah. like some of his friends do, because I'm sure he has friends from like his AAU teams. and yeah. tra- But I'm saying like the friends from like back home or whatever, mm-hmm. like back in the day, the friends he grew up with, like a lot yeah. of those guys probably aren't hoopers at his level. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying is like the problem was like being around those friends. Somebody has to be an adult, you know, has to be telling him or an agent or something because he's clearly got somebody handling all this NIL money. Oh, exactly. yeah. How do you have 3.3 in NIL and you don't have a representative? Somebody's rep- somebody's because somebody's counting that money for him. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the guy, whoever was counting that money should have been telling him how much he had to lose. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I'm not saying he should have done or he shouldn't have done. We don't know. But, like, he shouldn't even be in that position. Mm-hmm. No. Exactly. And if, if this is, like, a thing where it's like, oh, me and my friends, like, don't let your friends put you in that position <laughs> because your friends don't have $3.3 million to lose. Right. But along with what Colin was saying, I think there's a very, very simple solution to this for Mikey Williams. If... He clears this legal stuff up, and that's just the Ignite. I just think he goes to the Ignite, goes to the G League Ignite, mm-hmm. and calls it a day. Why, yeah. would, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why it's an easy you? path to the draft. It's, I understand it's that. an mm-hmm. easy path to the draft. You're basically in the NBA already. You mm-hmm. don't have to let a college look at your, like, now, like, like Memphis is going to look at his record, you know? Right, yeah. like, like, colleges have to do that. And, mm-hmm. like, I know there's ways to get around that, and, like, we see, you know, stuff hand wave magic wand waving with athletics all the time but mm-hmm. like this is a super high profile case mm-hmm. exactly i don't think there's just and memphis is a school that's been caught hand waving before mm-hmm. yeah so i don't think we're gonna see memphis like even be able to try to turn a blind eye to things like the school is gonna have to impose restrictions on like mm-hmm. this situation yes, depending sure. on how the legal stuff goes and any school is going to have to do that. So I think he's just going to jump to the Ignite if he gets out of this, which I hope he does. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he gets cleared up. Memphis also just can't catch a break ever is what I'm discovering. So, yeah. <laughs> with that, what impact does this have on the sport? Because we are talking about with the Convinder sisters and the impact on the women's side. I mean, again, this is not the first time we've seen a high-profile player possibly come crashing completely down like this. That probably, to my in my opinion, would have – some lasting implications on like how confidently teams are throwing out NIL money, the the vetting and like the requirements to get NIL money, like mm-hmm. the process these players are going through. Like I think schools are going to start trying to ramp that up. Like, oh, if you want NIL, you got to pass this check. You got to pass that check. You got to do a drug test, whatever it might be. I'm not, I don't know if they could do the drug testing legally. I'm just throwing mm-hmm. out ways mm-hmm. to make that harder. So, you know, because I don't think this has any benefit to anybody. It's bad for the sport. It's bad for Mikey Williams. It's bad for Memphis. Mm -hmm. But absolutely with the sport, I mean, where do you guys think this leaves college basketball? I think that it means that the NIL money, they're going to pump the brakes a little bit more on it because Mm -hmm. they see companies can see like things like this happening and just be like, maybe we should have waited. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't be getting these deals until they've they're in, they've got that year under their belt or until they're actually physically playing like on their collegiate level team. So I could see maybe that happening. And maybe the NIL money won't be like funneling in as heavy as it is as it is right now for a while. I mean, you never know. Yeah, for sure. I I almost wonder if NIL is going to start transitioning from a like recruiting tool mm-hmm. to more of a keep kids in the same school yeah you know Mm -hmm. give it to juniors seniors grad students to make them stay rather than try to get new recruits i wonder if it's going to transition from that interesting i completely agree with you i think like when the kids get to the school and play maybe a couple months or maybe a season then they can start getting in the nil money to keep them there but i think just throwing them a million dollars throwing them millions of dollars at one time and they're not even like a freshman yet, I think that's just an issue for me. So I think they should be able to grow. And I think that'll be able to keep players to stay all four years and get an actual degree instead of shipping them to the NBA really quickly. I think that'll help like the actual college organizations to bring in money if they keep the players over years. So I think they could probably go hand in hand with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those that's the kind of what we wanted to talk about on the men's and women's side. We got to the Cavender sisters. We got to Mikey Williams. Both of those two, very interesting. And I, I like how both of those... And I kind of was thinking about this when I was throwing this together, but I, I kind of wanted to focus on the NIL aspects this mm-hmm. week before we got into the game and the, and the fun stuff at the end, because that is going to be super fun. I'm excited for that. <laughs> but before we dive back into the portal next week, I, I thought that because NIL is constantly changing. Yeah. And and stories like this, like we're going to look at the stuff with the Cavender sisters and Mikey Williams like three years from now. And there's probably going to be like a policy. Or mm-hmm. like a, a new amendment to NIL or like the way it functions be, and because of stuff like this. And that's why I wanted to talk about it and get your guys' thoughts on all that. And I thought especially some of you know what everyone was saying about the different factors and the different ways this can go south was very interesting. Because a lot of that, especially some of the stuff like you, Colin, had mentioned I hadn't thought of. You know, very good points all around. Now let's get into our game. Yes. Oh boy. This Woo-hoo. is going to be fun. You know, we haven't done this before, so I'll go through a little rundown for people at home. I know I introduced it pre-show, so we're going to call it Can You Go There? (laughs) And I have a list of schools, real and fake. Everybody has to tell me if that school is real and they can go there or if it's not. It's very simple. And we will do – It's very. we're just going to count everything as one point. We're not doing, like, best or whatever. Three strikes, you're out. Because there's three of you. There's only uh-huh. 10 of these. There's only, I mean, 70, 70% is what? A, a C minus C? I don't C know. Somewhere C there, somewhere. Yeah. You that's know, passing, that's, that's okay, guys. You know, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving you some, some wiggle room there. <sighs> and and so the fake colleges, some, some people might recognize these if you're listening. These are, of course, from, you know, movies or book, <laughs> TV, whatever. <laughs> fake colleges. I'm sure people can think of fake colleges. People have seen enough media to be like, oh, whatever. And then the real ones, just so we're clear, all of these, and we've already gone over this, these are all from D1. Now, this is obviously a college basketball podcast. We advertise that we cover all of D1. We haven't had any episodes in season, so we can't really flex that we're like talking about Northern Arizona or something. And so we're going to test what we know about some of these schools and how many of these schools are actually real and actually fake. Are you guys ready? Sure. Let's do it. I should have made a Quizlet. You should have made a Quizlet. (laughs) I should make you guys like close your laptops or something, but I won't because nobody can even see that we're doing that anymore. I don't have fast fingers. Well, you know, whatever. But let's get into the first one. So, all right. First school here. Hmm. No, no. I I, got (laughs) to think of a good one. (laughs) I got to think of a good one. This is. We're starting this off. Sacramento State University. Real or fake? I'm going to say that's fake. I'm also going to say that's fake. I'm going to say that's fake. All three say fake. Yeah. That is yep. that is real. They are in the big sky. Oh boy. They oh are in wow. they are in Dang. the big sky That's conference. That is that is a real but school. But Sacramento's not a state. I know. Neither is Kent though. That's yeah, fair. That's right. fair. Kent State's That's a school. Ridiculous. And Ball State. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yeah. So I I kind of don't know where to go now because I was kind of trying to throw like a softball on That's that one no. and everybody missed it. Yikes. So let's go in Greendale Community College. Real or fake? We're going to start at the other end this time. I'm not sure. This sure. Off. I'll say real. Start it off if you want me to start it off. Fake? Fake. Okay. You said Greendale? Greendale Community College. I'm going to say that's fake. There's no way that's a D1. Okay. Okay. You know what? That is fake. That is the community college from the TV show Community. 
Ah, uh, so that is what. Oh, yeah, so I that love is, community. Yeah, Greendale Community College. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when so, you said community college, and you're like, oh, it's all D1. I, I, yeah. So <laughs> I did make the fake schools list first. So I made the D1 rule later and didn't realize that that would be a catch. But I still got Derek. I still got Derek. So, Shucks. so Derek is 0 for two. I think we have to start with Derek on this next one, then. Oh my gosh! You got this. All right, all right, Derek. Derek, we're rooting for you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Except for me, I'm rooting. South good. Central Louisiana <laughs> State University. Oh lord. South Central Louisiana State University. Is that real or fake? Can you go there? Can you go to South Central Louisiana State University? You say that name one more time. South <laughs> Central Louisiana State University. I'm gonna say it's real. Okay. Oh God. I'll um, say it's real. Um, I'll go fake since you guys went real. That is fake. That is, yes! that is again, right. that is the wow. team that Adam Sandler plays for in Waterboy. Oh. I love Dang. the Waterboy. Yeah, the, the Mud okay. Dogs. The I, Mud I Dogs of South one. Central Louisiana State. Derek, we're going to let you keep playing because you've missed the first three. <laughs> so we're just going to – you're a guest this week too. I'm not going to do you like that because, one, this is your first pod. Two, you're a guest. Three, it would be really rude for me to like – I drove you. So I don't want to have that awkward ride home where I have to like explain that I you know screwed you. I'm just joking, man. But but no, we will let you keep playing. Appreciate it. So Kylie, you've only missed one. So Kylie's in first right now. We're yeah. three. We're three in. We're three in. We've got seven more. Kylie's gotten two right. Yep. Colin's gotten one. One. I got She's one. one. <laughs> so all right, number four. I actually should mark these off too. Number four. University of Maryland Eastern Shore. That is real. I'm gonna say that right I now. I feel like that's real. real. Okay, yeah, that you guys all got that. That is Sweet. real. They are in. They're in the uh, the the MIAC. Yep. As a MIAC team. That sounds like something like you like you hack up something like that's annoying. So I was I I let my girlfriend read over some of these pre-show just to see if I had a good list going, and she thought that that one sounded too specific to be real. So mm-hmm. I I'm I'm glad that all three of you guys actually got that. You yeah. see, I I kind of knew that one from University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Nice. Um, they took nice. down Virginia. I was just kind of making an assumption like they make some wild college names out in Maryland. Hey man, that's how you survive <laughs> in something like this. That's good. No, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. All right, we're we're hitting that halfway point. Number five, Utah Tech University. Real or fake? Kylie, let's start with you. You haven't gone first yet. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fake. It sounds real, but I'm gonna say fake because why not? Derek, what do you got? I'm gonna say fake. Okay. Well, you guys both said fake. I was gonna say real, but I'll, I'll stick with real. We'll stick. With well, that's good because it is real. Hey. That, that's a, that's that a that's sounds... a whack team. All right. Okay. So that is. Are, you guys are tied now. We're tied. Yeah, you, you guys are tied, Derek. Man, I didn't think this was gonna be this hard for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. So let's go on to the next one. Harrison University. Ooh. Real or fake? This one's tough. I'm going to go real. I'll start this Okay. I'm going to go fake because I like to disagree with Colin. I'm going to go real. That's fake. Oh. That's from the movie Old School. That is is the fake college that Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn and those guys make the frat Mm. at in the movie Old School. (laughs) I've never seen that. It's old. It's an old movie. Yeah, I I don't know when it came out, but I, I want to say early two thousands. Wow, yeah, you were you, you were a small that. child. I told You're like you, eight. I told you guys pre-show that these were deep cuts on these school references because I I knew the age I was dealing with and trying to stump you guys, <laughs> and so I went. I I joked, like I said, I was I was showing this to my girlfriend pre-show, and I joked that I'm pretty sure two of these references are actually older than everyone besides me on this show. Nice. So, yeah. When did that movie come out? I can look it up real quick, actually. Yeah. I want to know if it's somebody. Yeah, who's got that? Uh, I got it. When did old school come out? Because we'll 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 for the second straight week we'll make fun of me for being that old. Was 2003. So that was before my time. Oh, I was born. I then. was born then. Okay, was, okay, yeah. okay. So we're right on the edge there. No, you know that's a great movie though. It is. Old school's great. I I don't know if that's better than Waterboy. I love the Waterboy. Water. Ooh. It's just classic. Waterboy. <laughs> it's a classic movie. I don't think old. I think old school has its moments, but Waterboy. I'm going to go with Waterboy. Yeah, for sure. So we still got to finish this game, though. And Kylie and Colin, you guys are neck and neck here. No, I'm winning. Well, by, by well, one. but it was Hold just on. tied. But I'm winning. But it was just tied. I, right, and right. technically, Derek is not mathematically eliminated. That's, that's true. <laughs> no, that you, you can tie. If you get everyone right here on out and they get everyone wrong, I'm pretty sure. I'm not keeping a tally here. It's, it's honor system. 
But I'm right. pretty sure you could tie. I feel like game six LeBron right Kylie, now. I'll yeah, pick opposite this. of you, and then either you're, way. Uh, dude, I'm win. wearing a Cleveland oh. Browns hoodie right now. I, I mean, yeah. I am the expert on when you're not mathematically eliminated. That's bad. I'm a Cleveland sports fan. I mean, I I, I am the patron saint of understanding being not mathematically eliminated. Uh, this fair, is Cleveland point. Sp- fair point. Yeah. You say that, but you're a Cavs fan. I am a Cavs fan, but they're good this year. We well, we But won't. I'm a Bengals fan. So. We hope that game two is going better than game one as we record this that is true that but, is true yeah next one stonehill college real or fake stonehill college i feel like that's real i gotta go real on that too i think i'm tripling up real okay okay that is real that right. is Woo. so they joined the northeast conference in 2022 okay. oh so they're like new that is that brand is a team. that is a brand new it is a very small private school in northeastern massachusetts nice Okay. That Good for them. joined D1. I believe they are FCS in football, but they are just full out D1 in basketball nice. and a couple other sports. Nice. But yeah, that's the second one everybody got. So the two that everybody have gotten have both been real. So those Period. clearly seem a little easier. The real ones. Yeah, well, we pay attention. Well, no, that's well, that's the good thing. We're gonna have to talk about all these teams eventually. I mean, you know, Sacramento State, yeah, Stonehill College. I mean, these are teams that I we joke now, but like. Stonehill College could make an NCAA tournament with an automatic bid in the next five years, and then, you know, everybody's yeah. talking about Stonehill. Like, that could be, like, the True. next St. Peter's. True. True. You know what I mean? Like, some <laughs> some out of nowhere. I don't know. Now I'm for it. That's awesome. Yeah. People are going to come back to this podcast and talk about Stonehill yeah. College in yeah. five years. <laughs> yeah. Get some exposure there. And, I mean, I, I thought Stonehill College sounded fake, too. Like, it sounds mm-hmm. like a goofy movie college. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So so that's where I was going with that. But so let's jump into another one. University of California, Sunnydale. Is that real or fake? I'm going fake. I'm, I'm jumping in. We're fake. just going all in on that fake. I'm going to say real. Wow. She got stumped on one. Oh, darn. <laughs> wow. That is, There's just so many UC like, that's why I threw satellites. It that's true. There's so many. I Any, was going through them. Anybody, I highly doubt it because I, I didn't even watch this show, but I'm a, I was aware of it. Anybody know what that's from? Uh, I was gonna guess a movie, but you said it's a show. It's a show. So I yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's from a TV show. Guess. It's okay. it's is it yeah. relatively like it's 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 it you would know it existed, but you guys definitely never would have watched it. Okay, unless it's like reruns. I can just tell you guys because yeah. I don't think anybody yeah. else guessed. No. That's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, that is the college. I did not. I had to look that one up. I did not actually. I wasn't familiar with oh, that show, okay. but I looked up a list of like funny fake schools, and that was on there. <laughs> I did. It was. Oh. I was either going to go throw that one in or the University of Los Angeles from Fresh Prince, and I think that would have stumped uh, everybody too. Oh no, I would have gotten that. California. Oh, you okay? Fan. That's maybe a bigger show respect, then. Respect. Yeah, Fresh Man, Prince respect. is good. It's a good thing I didn't do that then, because that would have been easier. All right, we should have tied. Well, yeah, you guys are tied. Derek has been mathematically eliminated, but are you having fun? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the whole point, man. <laughs> hey, you know, it's that's that that's matters. the whole point. Derek's winning in our hearts. I'm that is true. He's his first podcast. It, no, I mean this is awesome. You know, I, I'm happy to have him here. Next one here. This is this is, this one's good. University of San Diego. Real or fake? Oh no. This is hard. Okay, so you see, <laughs> I know there's University of California San Diego, and I know but there's San Diego that. State because we've that, seen though. them both recently. But saw a lot of San Diego State recently. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Gotta love them. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go say fake. I'm going to say real. I'll say fake. That is real. <laughs> the comeback is almost complete. I have taken the Wild. Lead. Okay, so the last one, I'll have to think of an 11th one as like a tiebreaker, I guess. Oh, boy. Got a Maybe. lot of pressure. Oh, no. But no, so that is real. They are in the West Coast Conference Okay. out there. I did not know that was a real school either. Makes I sense. looked that up. That uh, They are the Toreros, the San Diego Toreros. Ooh. I hope I'm saying that right. Probably. But Interesting. All right, last one. This is this is the last one. So, Colin, you need this to, to seal your win here. I do. Kylie Ooh. can tie. Mm-hmm. And I can still have fun. I, I, I didn't want to say I didn't want to double down again. That's <laughs> funny because I thought to say that, didn't say it, and you said it anyway. So so it's good. We're all on the same page. South Harmon Institute of Technology. Is that real or fake? South Harmon Institute of Technology. Can you go to the South Harmon Institute of Technology? I'm going to say fake. I'm I'm also gonna say fake. I think that's I'll say fake. Yeah. That is fake. That is the school from accepted that actually spells shit. 
South Harmon <laughs> Institute of Technology. Oh, that's right. The school's initials what? are shit. <laughs> the that's school's amazing. initials are shit, and the mascot in the movie is uh, the sandwiches. They are the shit sandwiches. That is so awesome. good. That is the the that's movie. Clever. That's the Justin Long movie where they make the college. They make the fake school. Like the guy, it's called Accepted. He literally like doesn't get into any schools he applies, and they like hatch like a scheme to like fake oh. like they're going to school. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they end up like having to make a school. Like it gets yeah. way out of hand jonah hill's in it i think yeah, yeah. that's but, familiar but that's what that's from colin you won there i you, did not think i would as soon honest. as yeah. i said it was well see you jinxed me you jinxed you <laughs> but it's okay because now colin's not allowed to hang out with me anymore Ouch. because Ouch. yeah I'm <laughs> because to be fair I, I said things were going well. It was neck and neck. You were adamant <laughs> that you were winning. So, you yeah. know, mind, oh, mind you, I'm the one doing the editing for this. I mean, you can edit me to I will, look I will, stupid no, if you No, it's want. not looking stupid. I'm just going to make sure that the truth gets out. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. It's I'll a, never see Colin again. <laughs> R.I.P. Colin. Hey, we, we, Derek, we, we, we can, can record out. from home. Yeah, we can I mean, hang out That's there. fine. <laughs> We we can jump on Odyssey or something recording from home. You know, <laughs> you, you don't have to have. A, That's true. I don't have to physically see Colin anymore. You don't anymore. have to have a, that is true. a physical friendship with Colin to, <laughs> to do the podcast. Well, now I'm hurt. You know. That... <laughs> well, I mean, we can't just make fun of Derek, man. Yeah. And Kylie lost. Like you won the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, fair. like Kylie that has to accept true. that she blew a lead there. Derek that didn't even true. have a chance. Like, oh no. <laughs> well, I know what I'm talking about. Full court press. We're all right. We're no, ranting. let's do it. No, okay, let's okay, do it. What I'm do you messing. got? No, because this is our third episode. Derek is new to this. Derek hasn't done a full court press yet, but we have fun with it. But what is your topic for today? Because we went through the rules pre-show. You know the deal here. Mm-hmm. You everybody's gonna kind of chill out, and you can do your thing, and you can go off about whatever you want. What do you got for us? Sano, we kind of talked about it a little bit during our show, but it's about why do certain players have more hype in high schools than other players? Talking about like Bronny and Mikey, it's like they've been really shown over time in different sorts on YouTube. So people kind of know how they play and like they're really hyped up. And obviously Bronny is LeBron James' son, so he's hyped up as well. I feel like the other players in the D1 charts that are better than them or not better than them, they should be able to have more like journalistic they should be more in the news in my eye. So I think they should be able to just be more in the news and get more hype because if they got more hype, they could get more scholarships and more deals and be able to go in their basketball careers more. So I think they should be able to get more hype in the news, in my opinion. For sure. How would you go about that? Like, Do you think there should be more like All-American showcases, more stuff like that? Like, What, what would your idea be there? I think good All-American, more All-American showcases would be good. There's only one, I believe. So I think if there's a couple. One that's like, highly televised. I know yeah. like for football, there's a there's a couple yeah. other ones, but you will never see those on TV. So I, I, I would more, assume basketball is the same way. Mm-hmm, yeah. More televised things, maybe like four that gets televised in a year. So, and then I just rotate people in them. So I think that everybody can get in there and everybody can get their shine in a way and post them on the big social media accounts like Overtime and Ball is Life and all stuff like that. So people can actually see them and then like scouts could come to those things and see them too. It's just like a... 360 good idea for people to get out there and get any ideas and be able to get scouted in a way. Yeah, no, I I like that and I I think that's a good point because what we were talking we've talked before on a couple episodes about I I'm you know obviously this is your first show but I'm a big fan of JUCO guys mm-hmm. and small school guys. Obviously I worked for the University of Akron for a handful of years there so I I'm big on, you know, non-power 5 players, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that. And so anything that throws more exposure and more attention on not the little guys, but like the 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 less well-known guys cuz you don't want to say like the little guys cuz these guys are awesome and these guys mm-hmm. are just as talented in a lot of cases. But, you know, the guys that you're talking about, the guys that aren't getting the McDonald's All-American starting spot or whatever it mm-hmm. might be or, you know, a spot on that roster in general. And you know, I, I think that's a good point all around, and I, I agree with that. I also like just the sentiment behind that because, like I said, you got you to gotta look out for the Juco guys. You got to look out for the little guys. Okay, have you guys seen Last Chance U at all for basketball? It's on Netflix. I haven't seen the I basketball one. Okay. I, I'm aware that they did a basketball one, but I have only seen the football it's one. It's kind of like the thing, same thing you were talking about with shining light on Juco players who, like, try to go there just to get in the D1 school. So it's yeah. kind of the same idea. So I think that's kind of the same thing. I was just watching that like last week and it awesome. was great. So. No, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I, yeah. Like I said, I knew that they had a basketball one for that, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Well, one, I didn't know if it was any good, but I had only seen the football one. Yeah. So, no, but I like that. I think that's interesting. And, you know, again, all four more exposure to the little guys. Mm-hmm. So we'll jump to the next person here. Colin, what do you got this week? All right. So this is kind of out there. Um <laughs> We all know home court advantage is a huge thing in basketball. Like, we've seen it. 
the stats all show that like home court advantage is pretty big deal. I think a big part of that though is arena lighting. Interesting. So I know personally I can't hit a shot no matter what the lighting is. But looking at shots from the basket, looking at the court design, looking at how it all reflects, I think there's a huge thing to be said about being able to be comfortable in the lighting that you're around and being able to have that vision of the basket the same in every arena. I know as a Michigan State fan my whole life, you know, I've seen Michigan State just get crushed so many times in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> is and that is that what got you on this thinking about that? That's absolutely the MSG what got thing. Me. Okay. <laughs> well, cuz we were talking a little bit about pre about that pre-show, but I didn't know that you that's what led you to this. So that's interesting. Oh, absolutely. Like Madison Square Garden has different lighting than the Breslin Center and different lighting than most of the arenas in the Big Ten. You know, a lot of Big Ten arenas have pretty similar lighting, but the ones that don't seem to have a much bigger home court advantage, but also a much larger um, away court disadvantage. And I think there's kind of something to be said about, like, maybe standardizing some lighting in the NCAA, and, you know, that's just completely wild, and I'm sure it's the same for football and every other sport but especially for basketball where it's something relying on such precision of a shot, you know, I think that makes a big difference. That is a great point that I've never thought about. And so you talk about the MSG thing. Other, is there anything other than that that got you, like what about watching those games led you to realize it was the lighting? Well, when you look at the NCAA tournament, you often see, you know, some of these teams who really are used to one sort of lighting and, you know, they go to a different arena because it's a larger arena. And all of a sudden, they're playing completely differently. You watch the first two rounds, and these teams are playing about the same level in both of those games. Or in the first, yeah, in the round of 64, round of 32. You know, they play about the same level, different players. But usually the same players have the same, you know, general stat lines. And then you go switch to Sweet 16 Elite 8. And all of a sudden, completely different players are scoring in those two rounds. And then you go Final Four Championship, mm-hmm. completely different players are scoring in those. And I think that's kind of where it got me there, just kind of that adjusting to different lightings and all that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just no, a, that's... I don't know. That's that's something that peeves me, but yeah. I can see how you would think about it, too. As a life, like you're saying, lifelong Michigan State fan, obviously Michigan State student, where, you know, they play a lot in MSG, surprisingly, for a Big Ten team early in the season... Occasionally, we see those early season holiday tournaments. Sometimes exactly. Michigan State plays at MSG. You know, we saw the aircraft carrier, mm-hmm. you know, a oh, couple the times. Aircraft carrier. You know, stuff like that. That's another one where I think this lighting thing could really come into play because it's obviously an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. But I think that's such a unique thing that you kind of just have to let it be. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. That one's an even playing field because neither team is used to playing with outside lighting. Yeah, it's lighting, so weird. Know? Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. But but no, I think that's interesting. All right, Kylie, let's move on to you. What do you yeah. got this week? Um, so I just kind of want to talk about how the setup of like MSU student section, like the way it is in the Breslin Center is like superior to other places. I like, I think it's so much better to have all of the students completely wrapped around the court versus I've seen schools where they do one certain section and then it's just like all the way up. It's like there's students in one section and they go all the way up. I really like the fact that all of like the students get to be close to the court there's more pressure on the other team when they're playing there. It's easier for all of us to hype up our own team. So I think that's really cool. When you like take one of those like sections and it's just like the students all the way up, I feel like the parents typically don't or like general spectators don't always fill out the rest of the the rest of the like stadium or whatever. They typically don't fill out the rest of it. Students will fill that out. So it'll at least it'll also like look like there's a lot more people in there. So I don't know. I just think that having the wraparound, like having the bowl, the aspect, I think that's so much better than like any other way. No, yeah, that's interesting. Actually, when you were talking about that, it made me think of the Stroh Center at BG. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. the Stroh Center, much smaller arena, but is Mm -hmm. built very vertically oriented like that, where Mm -hmm. basically every seat is just right on top of the one behind it. Yeah. I don't think there's a bad seat in the Stroh Center. Mm -mm. I also don't think there's a bad seat in the Breslin Center, which is a much bigger arena. (laughs) So I I think that's cool. And I like, too, I'm glad you guys, both Colin and Kylie there, went back-to-back because with the lighting and then the student section thing, I Mm -hmm. think those both play into aspects of basketball and sports that a lot of people don't really think about. Yeah. And how, Colin, like you were saying, the lighting can be its own home court advantage. Obviously, student sections can Mm -hmm. be, too. 
And especially thinking about those two things in tandem, I mean, you could really generate some intense atmospheres. Oh, yeah. That's why a lot of teams do better at home. Like, I know MSU plays great most of the time in the Breslin Center. Like, they play better there than anywhere else. So I think it just, like, adds to it. I would never thought about the lighting thing either. Mm -hmm. That's, like, I never would have thought about that. (laughs) And, you know, I think, too, like, that can be such an equalizer. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember, and this is an NBA example, but, like, I remember watching... The uh, the We Believe Warriors when they beat the when they beat the I want it was the Mavericks yeah it was the oh, Mavericks yeah. mm-hmm. when they were the one seed okay uh, and that was like it was it was like a team full of I'm gonna I'm trying to remember I think it was like Stephen Jackson like Al Harry just like guys that had been around the NBA forever that like came together and like had a really good team but like the only reason I even remember watching that was because at the time the Warriors arena and that arena has changed names a couple of times since then. So I don't remember what it was at that point in time, but they broke the NBA record for the decibels in the arena, oh, that's like awesome. with each passing game. And that was the, um, the same season that that very famous, the Baron Davis, the dunk on Andre Karlinko. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the next round. So like, but that was a really crazy team and they ended up kind of like how, Kylie, you were saying like they they beat a one seed mm-hmm. using that home court advantage. So it, yeah. it's not just like, you know, a little bit of it. It's a huge X factor sometimes. And I feel like the lighting really is too, which people don't even think about it, by the way. I don't know if you guys have actually been on the floor of the Breslin while a game is going on. Because I was recording for one of my clubs for like to get stores for the nice. Spartan Sports Report. And um, just like being in that atmosphere and being down there was actually so different than anything I've ever seen before. The lights and the crowd all being in like a bowl area, like you said, mm-hmm. it's just a different feeling. And I feel like when you're in that home feeling again, it's just like puts a smile on my face. I'd be able to play better in a way if I actually played basketball. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All of you guys had really interesting stuff there. I, I kind of I'm this is the first full court press where. I thought a lot of this stuff was really out there in like yeah. cool ways. I wanted to talk about a beef I now have, which I'm joining the club here because nobody likes the NBA. Yeah. But a beef <laughs> that I have with the NBA. And honestly, if anybody doesn't know, what I'm talking about is as part of the new collective bargaining agreement in the NBA, it's going to be mandated as of, I believe, 2024, that any player hoping to be drafted in the NBA draft has to go to the NBA combine. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. That is so stupid that I thought for a second that it was coming from Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And Yosh. I mean that because I, I, I care so little about baseball at a Major League level that like it's... I, I love the Guardians because Cleveland actually has a semi-relevant baseball team like mm-hmm. on an annual basis, mm-hmm. and that town doesn't have a lot of sports teams that do that. <laughs> but outside of the Guardians, like I don't care at all about MLB, and part of that is because of stupid decisions like this, and the NBA is doing the exact same thing. None of the best players in the NBA right now went to that stupid combine. Half of them came from overseas. Half of them came from high school. Mm-hmm. Half of them came, well, not half came from high school anymore, but a lot of them over the past decades have come from high school. None of those guys went to the NBA Combine. None of the Euro guys go to the Combine. Like, guys that go to the Combine are guys that are like, and this isn't a shot at like a guy like Fred Van Fleet, but it's a guy like Fred Van Fleet who like needs to get extra stuff on tape because he was like a four-year college guy and he's probably like a late first, early second. Like, he's trying to swing the difference between making second rounder money or undrafted money and first rounder money. Like, exactly. I get that. And like, I think of a guy like Jimmy Butler when he was going through the draft. I was mm-hmm. like, I, let that combine be for those guys. But like, also like, do we really need Wemby to go to a combine? No. I, no. I, I don't see enough. Do, 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 what, no. what do you need? And I'm waiting for the first time. I'm waiting to see what Adam Silver says. The first time they have somebody that absolutely had no business being at their combine, blood and Achilles. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's the same reason why guys like Ryan Day at Ohio State absolutely hate college football playoff expansion. It's stupid. These guys push their bodies more than the average person can even fathom. Yep. Like, like people that sit at home and go like, oh, I could do that workout. Or like, oh, that guy looks out of shape. You would literally die. (laughs) Like, I have recorded the practices, I promise you. Like, and like, that's why these guys shouldn't have to do this stuff. Because let them rest. Like, like, why do I need to go exert myself for this combine? Because the NBA wants to make me do it? The NBA would be nothing without all of these guys that didn't go to the combine. Yeah. And honestly, if you're the NBA, why are you more worried about getting people at your combine than you are in your dunk contest? 
Oh my gosh. Ooh. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Which would that used to be like one of the good. only mm-hmm. selling points of your league mm-hmm. is one of the reasons people in the 80s and 90s like worshipped your league and one of the selling points. Nobody cares about that. People actually want that to be revitalized. I remember the one year they had teams. That was awful. Oh. The Terrence wow. it was I think it was, was Terrence bad. Ross and John Wall. That's all I remember. It was terrible. <laughs> people yeah. hype up and I know I'm old, but like people hype up those Levine and Gordon dunk mm-hmm. contests. Like those were fine. But like guys, like Vince Carter, like yeah. Jason Richardson, oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. well, and like Jason Richardson was a guy that like he cared so much about that. Like he would practice for, and he was like an all star level player. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. I, I want to do the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this is cool. And it really gets me when like the NBA is like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna mitigate this. We're gonna manage that. We're gonna make you do this. We're gonna. Like, the NBA is trying to do this thing where they're, like, the smartest guy in the room, but everybody else feels like they're already 10 steps ahead of the NBA. Yeah. And it's really sad because the NBA, and I'm not, nobody was going to catch the NFL, but up until the last, like, two years, I thought the NBA was in an incredibly comfortable position as second. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think baseball was anywhere close. No. I didn't think the NHL was anywhere close. I thought mm-hmm. in pockets, the NHL was definitely much bigger than the NBA. Yeah. But, pockets, I, but I think yes, that's pockets. But, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think that has gone completely out the window. I have seen so much venom towards the NBA in the last two years than I have ever seen before. But, like, a lot of the complaints I'm hearing are, like, the, the teams aren't, like, the, the competitive balance isn't as very good. Mm-hmm. You know, te- the rivalries aren't there. Like, where are the rivalries? And, like, right. all this stuff. And, like, then you're putting all this emphasis on forcing people to go to the combine? I, I guarantee you the average NBA fan doesn't even know the NBA has a combine. No. Seriously. I didn't. Seriously. No. I didn't tell I, I would bet the average NBA player doesn't know the NBA has a combine. Probably I would bet I would bet not. you could find a solid percentage of NBA players that had no clue that they learned about this combine in this collective bargaining agreement. Probably. And they were just yeah. like, oh wow, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> It's extra work for me. Yeah, no, literally. I, well, I think the combine's a, it's a cash grab. They want to try to get people to watch it just like people watch the NFL combine. Yeah, but also like Ninety percent of the real evaluations are done in private workouts. I think they, the player, the teams already know who they're going to pick yeah. and who they like already. The combine doesn't really matter. You know opinion. what would be interesting to have a mandatory combine for? Getting nil money. That where that you get like be. vetted, you get like That's interviewed, you get like inter- it's like an NFL process where they go through like your background. Mm. They have like a Wonderlic mm. test type deal. It's very smart. physical we could do stuff. A whole episode on that. I I, I think. <laughs> Not to go completely off the rails here at the end, but I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know. But other than that, like, I think that well, that also goes back to, like, how we talked about, and we talked about it last week, too. It's impossible to vet high school players. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be fun, too, because anything that helps more adequately predict high school to college talent, mm-hmm. I think, is more important than college to NBA talent. For sure. For sure. Because we, can, we see guys skip the college to NBA stuff all the time. Guys go to the Ignite, guys go overseas, like mm-hmm. even even with the mandatory college rule. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I didn't get made fun of as much for being old. I actually got to take a little revenge there. I got to pull out some old references and stump you guys. That I was mean, fun. Like, yeah. yeah, old. That is our time. We are out of here. Derek, thank you for joining us. We will be back next week. We are going to have another Transfer Portal episode. Yes. We're going to dip nice. back into that because there's still so much more happening. And we figured if we did those back-to-back, it'd be a little dry because you don't want to do Portal and then Portal. So mm-hmm. we're, we gave it two weeks. We're going to have more to talk about. We're going to be back with that. Other than that, we don't have anything. So shout-out to everybody at Impact. Shout-out to everybody listening. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you next week.